keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Hey, everybody. Uh, Scott here, and I just wanted to uh, say hi. It's been a long time since I've done a... Uh, it's been a long time since I've done a... Uh, podcast again having two kids being a parent being a pastor of a church busy 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 and i feel like anytime when i've been gone for so long it's always been busy busy but today i really want to address uh, just kind of lauren uh, daigle's response to homosexuality um it's been very interesting her journey has a album and i think i read somewhere that her album has sold a ton of units and they basically compared it to last time anyone has sold that many units in its first week was casting crowns back in like 2008 or nine. So almost 10 years since we've seen a Christian artist who has really skyrocketed with, um, with this, uh, with sales. And then of course, you know, she got some, flack from being on the Ellen DeGeneres show because Ellen is openly homosexual. And then she had an interview and she had an interview with, um, let me see who it was. I'm going to check something real quick. Uh, uh, she had an interview with Dominic Nady and he asked a question about whether or not homosexuality was a sin. And this is what uh, Lauren said. She said, I can't honestly answer on that in the sense I have too many people that I love and they are homosexuals. I can't say one way or the other, I'm not God. When people ask questions like this, I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourselves. And when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too. Um, and that's kind of her big bulk, her big statement on that. Um, and that has caused a lot of criticism from a lot of people in the in the Christian culture, I guess. I don't know what you would call this Christian circles, I guess. Um, and it's interesting. I, I, I'm 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 interested because you know, being in the media, and especially someone who's done theater, done acting, who's done stuff on media. It seems like, especially as a believer, when you are in that type of situation, if you say, you know, if she said, yes, I believe it's a sin, you know, you have these church people go, yay, yay, yay. But then you have your LBGT community who kind of shun her and push her away. And then there's this blowback. If you say it's not a sin, then there's blowback. And we've seen that with Jen Hatmaker when when she kind of put her stance on homosexuality and all of a sudden, you know, people like John Piper have kind of like condemned her and some people in evangelical circles condemned her. And I even know she had some wonderful teachings on right now media. And right after that happened, like they got pulled and you can't find them anymore on there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, but then even if you kind of take a stance like Lauren did, which is kind of this, I would say it's more of a safe answer um, where she's not really saying yes or no. She's just basically saying, read the Bible, find out for yourselves. And when you find out, let me know, which, you know, the thing is like, well, she read the Bible. She would know what the Bible says, blah, blah, blah. Um, it has been interesting, just the blowback. And I've actually was just reading some stuff. And actually, there's this great article. And let me see if I can copy and post it. Um, 
but the writer, it's on a Pathos is website, and it's actually pretty good. But the writer of this article uh, basically is saying, uh, basically is kind of saying, hey, her response is very similar to when people are asking Jesus about taxes. And I mean, the verse that this person pulls out is um, Luke 20, 20 through 26, where it says, keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So the spies questioned him, teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their duplicity and said to them, show me a Daenerys. Whose image and inscription are it are on it? Caesar's, they replied. He said to them, Give back to Caesar's what is Caesar's, and to God what is God. They were unable to trap them with what he said there in public, and astonished by his answer, they became silent. And you know, I and I get that. My thing is this, and here's where I'm taking it. You know, I don't know Lauren. I know she's like in her early mid-20s. Um, but I mean, to be in that position when you're having all this success and someone asks you kind of a topic, which seems to be a hot button issue in the church, by the way, on this issue of LBGT issues and the church. And even even myself, you know, during the Theology on Tap program that I try to run um, here in my community, you know, I've even thought about, you know, should I have a segment where we talk about, is there a way to kind of bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LBGTQ community? And is there something where we can build bridges? Because apparently it seems like on both sides, um, anytime when someone wants to try to build a bridge or try to make that connection to try to have some type of reconciliation or even uh, some type of footing where we can kind of talk about these issues in a very unconditional love community, to be able to say, hey, you know, let's talk about this. Let's, and I mean, even from me, from being a pastor and even being a counselor and looking at case studies, I mean, I can, I can tell you a lot about those issues. And it is like, like there's just so much, it's not, it's just so much uh, stuff that you can't, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more, but really there's a lot of information out there and it's very interesting too how one can approach that. But here's kind of where I'm going to go with. I'm actually going to go and talk about the story where Jesus is teaching in the temple. Okay, he's teaching in a temple. And then there's some religious leaders that come in and they bring a woman that was caught in adultery. And as they're doing this stuff to Jesus and they're questioning Jesus about what they should do to this woman that, you know, the law says that we should stone her. We, we should put her to death. Jesus is in there. He's doodling in the sand. And I know people are more intrigued on what he was writing. I'm just like, maybe he's just, maybe he's angry and he just needs to doodle in the sand to kind of keep his composure. Who knows what he's doing, but he's doodling in the sand. And then he asked the question, if you are with, if any of you are without sin, cast the first stone. And as we read, we see everyone drops their stones and walks away. And now it's just Jesus and the woman, and then that's it. Um, well, it's not it. Then he goes, you know, has anyone condemned you? She said, no one, sir. They goes, well, I condemn you neither. Go and leave your life to sin. Okay. Very beautiful story. We've all heard it numbers of times. We've read it. We've heard it. We've heard different sermons on it. Wonderful. And kind of where I go with this, I think about, okay, what if Lauren Dangle was standing right there? in the temple 
and Jesus is right there with her. And people are basically have their stones and they're surrounding her and they're telling Jesus, hey, she didn't give a clear answer on this homosexual issue. You know, what should we do with her? How should we respond to what she stated? And if people, and if Jesus was basically stood there and he was to say, well, if any of you are without sin, cast the first stone, I want to know what the response of us would be if we were in that situation. I'm very curious because there's a part of me that I would hope that people would drop their stones and go, ooh, maybe we're being a little bit too hard on her. Maybe, you know, that's a very difficult question with the media spotlight, understanding the pressures of being in that spotlight and asking a very hot topic issue. You know, I think she did the best way to answer that where she was kind of, you know, basically pouring her heart out. At the same time, though, I'm curious if people wouldn't not only throw a stone at her, but if they would even throw a stone at Jesus for even sticking up for her and make even making a statement in our culture today. And I think I'd kind of find a side on the ladder where if Jesus was standing up for what Lauren said, or he said, or you know, or even if he doesn't say anything, he just says, "But you without sin cast the first stone." I bet you there'd be a lot of people who would not only throw stones at Lauren for her comments. Because they didn't like what she said, that she wasn't defending, you know, defending the faith or whatever. But I think they throw stones at Jesus too. And I find that very harmful to the Christian community. And I think a lot of times, you know, the Christian community has such a knee-jerk reaction that anytime when something controversial comes on, instead of having a dialogue about it and going, okay. And I mean, and I mean I'm a kid from the 90s, so you know what I'm doing. I'm saying, well, what would Jesus do? You know, I had the little bracelet. Like, I think I had like five of them when I was a teenager. And every time, every situation, hot dog or hamburger, what would Jesus do? He'd probably eat fish. <laughs> I guess that's just me. Uh, but uh, but I always ask that question, like, you know, what would Jesus do in that situation? And even looking at the article that I posted from Patheos, which is very good, you know, I think Jesus would probably answer the and I'll give this, you know, when it comes to taxes, I think he would go. And I think the author has some really interesting points about it. I think at the same time, you know, I think if, you know, if someone asked Jesus about it, I think Jesus would basically kind of get upset that they're even attacking her and saying, you know, she's trying to, through her gift of music, through her gift of song, she's trying to really empower people through her gift of music for his sake. And when you have these type of questions, especially these stark questions or hot button or hot topic issues, then that ends up becoming a thing. And when I look at her response, and again, this is just from this article I'm reading, this is just like a snapshot um, of what she said, like about a paragraph of what she said. Um, and I think it's very interesting because in my case, I'm I just see that. You know, she's trying to be give a loving response. You know, she has people who are homosexuals that she is loving on, that she may be trying to minister to. And I think sometimes if she said, yeah, I believe it's a sin, that could also be taking in a certain context where she may have lose that witness. So, but she doesn't necessarily say she believes it's a sin. She doesn't necessarily say it's not a, uh, that it's a sin, that it's not a sin. She's kind of taking a very neutral stance and allowing everyone else to kind of make that decision. 
and to kind of give her some insight and thing about it. Because again, it is a very hot topic issue. And even the church, I think, especially now in the last decade, this has been a very dividing factor on that. So, um, so I'm just kind of curious, you know, what do you guys think? Is this something that, um, you know, do you think something that this is, do you agree with her response? Uh, with what she said, do you disagree? Like, I, I'm very, I'm very uh, curious and kind of, where do you guys fall? Like, if, if, if you were to give Lauren advice on how to answer this question, how would you respond to her? You know, I, I think this is kind of very interesting topic. And I think it's something that is always going to continue to circulate and just continue to be this um, unresolved um, issue or unresolved topic because, people don't really want to sit down and really try to hash it out and really try to see, is there a point of reconciliation between the Christian community and the LBGTQ community? And I think that's going to be a very um, interesting conversation, but obviously that's a question we're not having. And I think, or at least if people are having it, it's not being handled on a big spectrum. And when it does get handled on a big spectrum, then it usually ends up being blown out of proportion by news outlets, medias, both on both sides of the, both sides of the spectrum. So again, that's just kind of my, um, that's just kind of my thoughts. So what are your, some of your guys' thoughts? If, if anyone's live right now, I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, uh, if you have anything you'd like to add to this. I see what you wrote, Matt. Hold on. I'm trying to uh, ask a question real quick on a poll. All right, cool. All right. I think Jesus makes it easy for us to discuss sin in the story you just cited. He levels the playing field when he says, whoever among has not sinned, let them cast the first stone. And, and he's, he, had he said, let he who has never committed adulterous acts cast the first stone, they'd have they'd have killed her. And, and, and I agree. And I think you're, and I think you're right, Matt. I think um, that's a very good point. Like uh, it's interesting because he, he basically, Jesus kind of says sin, you know, sets that standard. And I mean, yeah, I may not have committed adultery, but I may have punched my uh, fifth grade teacher in the face. Like that's not saying that I did, but um, you know, but that's a good point. Like, you know, when it's sin, you know, sin always, you know, the concept of sin levels the playing field for everybody, which is why, like, none of us can be mightier or holier than thou than anyone else, because we're all sinners. That's why we're saved through grace, through Jesus Christ. And I think that's kind of a a very, a very good point that you bring up. And, and it is, and I think it's, it, I think it's even harder now, because even, like, even, like, I remember one time, actually earlier this year, I got an email from some guy at my church office asking, hey, you know, here's my, I just moved into the area. I want to know what your views are on homosexuality or your church's views on homosexuality. And I, and here's how I responded. I responded back like, hey, thank you so much for reaching out to us. I definitely would love to sit with you maybe over some coffee and just be able to 
to talk it because I'm not one who wants to, especially something that's a hot button issue like that. I'm not going to send an email because then, I mean, plus I don't know if this guy was legit or if this is like a news reporter who's becoming a student so that he can kind of throw stuff in the paper and take my my printed words out of context. So I think, um, so I think that's something that um, is very important. All right, Matt says this. I, he doesn't call out one or the other, and that makes the ground at his feet level for all to come. And we forget that. And sorry, I keep sending short paragraphs, LOL. We can't set the table of grace smaller than what Jesus intends us to. And I, I agree with you, Matt. I think that's I think that's a very good point. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there there ha but I think there has to be a time, especially you, you mentioned a table of grace. You know, I think if we're going to be able to really talk about this issue in a way that's going to bring healing and healing to this issue and really to kind of, because I mean, it's very interesting now because I've listened to a podcast called a uh, blue baby's pink over the summer. And it was very interesting. And, um, and if you haven't get it, you can just find type in blue baby's pink on any of your podcasting stuff and listen to it. But the guy, Brett, who who's narrating this tells a story about growing up in the church, um, about having same sex attraction. And even then he's not admitting that he's gay. He's saying, I have same sex attraction. I need help. And, and you hear his story about him going to therapy, but then even he's giving stats. And I think like 3% of the American population or was it worldly? I can't remember, but 3% actually identify as LBGT. So that's a very small percentage of people. And it's very interesting because anytime when I hear stories about people who, um, people who have stories or even read case studies from like psychological journals or even in Christian counseling circles, I mean, it's it's very hard. Like even the interesting thing is there's a group called Exodus International, which was an organization that basically helped with um, conversion therapy, I guess. I don't know what the technical name is. So if you're gay, they would help you become straight. If you were if you feel like that you're if you're physically a man but you feel like you identify as a woman, they help you with kind of identifying with your, you know, your biological gender is what they would call it or your birth gender. And this organization was in operation for about a decade and then they closed and the guy who founded it and the guy who was part of this he said out of all the people that they have tried to convert um, they had a 99.9 unsuccessful rate. And I'm thinking, wow, 99.9% .9 unsuccessful rate. And granted, I don't know what their methodology was. I have no clue. I have not been in any of their facilities. And I don't even know anybody who has been through the program. I know I have a lot of people who've talked about the program. But I, I, I mean, but it is, and I feel like, and I always debate back and forth, like, is this something that I should address during like a theology on tap? Um, or is this something that I should address within like a bunch of church leaders or pastors? Because I think this is a very, I don't think it's a, I mean, I think it's a very timely issue, but I think every time when the issue is brought up, it's always, well, this is the way it is. And they push it aside, which I seen this a lot of times in with young kids is that they ask questions about the Bible. Like they ask questions like, well, what about the dinosaurs? Were there dinosaurs in the Bible? And 
you know, every pastors or Sunday school teachers keep dismissing them. And now, especially in uh, David Kinnaman's book, You Lost Me, which was published like five years ago, you know, a lot of those kids who those questions were not answered by the church have now left the church. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of times the church becomes very dismissive when it comes to some of these hot topic issues and when there's not that dialogue or that conversation, um, then there's – and even if you get to the point where you agree to disagree, you know, at least you have the conversation. But I don't see any conversations happening. I just see it's this or that. And if you're in the middle, you know, we're just going to blow you away because you're, you're, you're not helping the fight on either both sides. So, you, you know, you, you're kind of dismissed. And I'm almost kind of curious now – because seeing how, like, when even people who have been in, like, the music, Christian music scene or even in evangelical circles, when they've made some controversial remarks, I'm kind of curious to see what this is going to do for her career. Because it really sh- – because it's really going to speak volumes to the Christian community if her career gets destroyed over over this response. And if it happens, then – which I hope it doesn't, but more likely what I have seen historically within these Christian circles is it's going to happen. And, and I don't, and I, and I, I really don't know how I feel about that. Like, I mean, really, I feel, I feel angry about it if that does happen Um, because I think she's a great singer. And even though it's not my kind of music, I know that a lot of reading her lyrical content, it's very powerful. And she has a lot of great stuff to say through song. And I think it's wonderful. Uh, for her music career and it'd be it'd be a shame if it was just cut short over an interview and over a question like that you know but anyway that's just my ramblings all right guys thank you so much for listening and if you're watching on facebook live say thank you so much for um thank you so much for uh you know thank you so much for watching me and participating with me on this journey all right take care bye